Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or? <laughs> Bring out your rods, old man. Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline? <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk for six months. Oh, wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Welcome to Death Before Dishonor. I would like to point out some news that we haven't talked about recently. One is you may have noticed that the episodes are less frequent than usual. There's going to be a burst in the next week or two of episodes a couple times a week so hopefully that will sate to your desire for death before that you've missed another thing you'll notice about this episode is that there's some strange stereo noises happening which is one of the reasons why it was delayed hoping to get the original file uh, a copy of that off of twitch and fix it but did not seem to work out very well so pardon that and hopefully you'll still be able to listen to it if you do not like the sound and it just really annoys you just wait a couple days and you'll have episode 128 so uh, we'll have a holiday episode coming up as well. Hopefully you enjoy this, and thanks for listening. Welcome to the show, I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Generic Player B. And I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, November 15th, and this is episode 127 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. Uh, last week, a whole bunch of crazy things happened, and Tinzian's going to catch us up on the fact that we survived. The Dungeon Master, you are a go. The party proceeded to track down the killer of some of the cultists, and uh, Cesar managed to catch up with the party. Thorn, having uh, decided to go into one of the void zones, or what appears to be a void zone, uh, saw something on the horizon and was able to capture the assassin. One problem, though. Zanatari had uh, attempted some magic, wound up on top of a ziggurat, facing what appeared to be herself as a death knight. This apparently shocked her enough that she fell off the ziggurat, and while trying to cast Resurrection, shocked herself back into what appears to be life. For those joining you, uh, I use appears to be quite a hell of a lot tonight, so that is our theme. It's like Sesame Street or some nonsense. Do we, does something happen when you say that word? No. Is it like Pee Wee's Playhouse? Yeah, is it like oh. Pee Wee's Playhouse? Are we supposed to scream? No, you said keep my pants on, so I can't. All right. All righty. So, what uh, has happened is um, the party has managed to pin the assassin in place on the ground, and one of them, I believe it might have been Thorn, starting to starting to remove the uh, mask of the assassin. 
only to reveal, as it started to be pulled off, no, that... It's old Mr. Smith! Gosh, you, Mr. Smith! Okay. <laughs> well, I get kids. Happy <laughs> Halloween, everybody! Sorry for you meddling kids. <laughs> Mr. Smith, you're like two weeks late. Yeah, dementia is a terrible cuts. <laughs> Took this long for the Scooby-Doo episode to work. Yeah. <laughs> but you see the Christmas special, it's all about Easter. Um... <laughs> Come on. Can't expect anything less. Nope, I don't. Um, that's why I don't prepare. Uh, the mask is starting to be removed. Bugs and other maggots and other disgusting stuff started falling out of the mask. This is where we pick up the party. And then sorry. Great. Candyman. D&D style. Um, is it still cohesive? Like, is his face just happened to have bugs on it? Or is his face made of bugs which are not falling apart? Uh, so far, you've only got the um, mask up to about chin level. And this stuff is just kind of falling out. So you haven't actually pulled it off enough to figure okay, it out. And am I pulling the mask off? Or is, so- is someone else doing it? I believe it was Storm, right? Yeah. Wasn't me. Okay. Well, you wish show prod Thorn to get him to move faster here, or do you just kind of want to barf? Or... Um, well, I'm going to have my weapon out for sure, because I remember like doing the whole uh, wind yanking Thorn back from his uh, attempted stabbing scenario. So I'm still going to have mm-hmm. my weapon out, and I guess I'm going to just like... As he's doing this, just kind of poke at the guy's neck to see if, like, there's space between these things, or if they're just, if it's just, like, um, kind of a covering over top of something else. Looks like you see a spinal column, and uh, the bugs are not a solid mass, but they are just kind of falling down like they've been crawling around, and this is just disturbing and causing an opening that... They're falling through, but uh, there appears to be um, a spinal column visible. There are some other bits of flesh and stuff, but for the most part, uh, it does not seem like this is made of bugs. Okay. Um, But it doesn't seem undead. Like, is it alive? Am I getting an alive sense from it? Or is it just... like Does it look rotted, the, the, the neck or spinal column, I guess is what I'm seeing? Yes, you would... It, it doesn't seem like you're typical, moving like your typical undead, or thinking like your typical undead. Um, somewhat resembles a zombie or a skeleton at this point in time, just from the portion that you can see. Okay. But it hasn't acted like that um, sort of creature that you've encountered before. Okay. I'm just trying to uh, determine at that point if it was just a, a living person who just had an affiliation with insects, or if it was just something that was undead and rotting. So now I have my answer. Okay. Probably, kids. This is the danger of cooties. Mm-hmm. That's what it does to you. So make sure you wipe those hands. Yep. God. So All right. Many so you're, things to say. Yeah. So you're in the neck. Yeah. Well, now okay. I'm just gonna keep my my weapon like at the ready to slice his throat if it moves or becomes grosser. <laughs> okay. Um. The maggots, after being exposed to the air for about 15, 20 seconds, start to pop. Oh, God. As if uh, 
total acid that is reacting to this environment. In fact, all of the bugs are starting to um, deteriorate in some way pretty pretty darn quickly. Ballistics? Right. The bugs are ballistics. The, bu- the bugs are not actually causing splash damage, okay. but there's some, some sort of effect with this being that there is a uh, increased sense of rot. So they're falling out, exposed to the air, they're not in the usual environment, and they're just kind of going... Okay, <laughs> carry on. But, like this there is, but there is the smell of acid or something along those lines. Kind of a tinge in the air as they pop after a while. <laughs> Stings so nostrils. He's, he's imploding upon himself. Or kind he's of. just got some sort of weird rot that is going on, and he might not actually be undead. Who knows? Medic! <laughs> but whatever, whatever the environment is inside that spacesuit, eh, not something you, you really want to really be in. I know you have a habit of wearing the hoods of those you've driven before you and the lamentation of the undead, but uh, I wouldn't do this this time, Thorn. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, the fact that it's... Mm. Well, didn't you throw last time the drool-ridden cloak from Fluffy's r- regurgitated cloak at somebody to wear? He's terrible. Uh, I think so. I think it was Mithrin, right? Yeah, I think you gave that to Mithrin as a gift of love after mm. Fluffy hawked it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you all went for pudding after. Oh, gosh! I, I miss that big beast. We're gonna have to find her again. It, him. I don't know. I never determined the spider's gender. Um, the Fluffy is such a stripper name, though. That may need to change. <laughs> it's not like Bubbles. So, 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 bubbles so, so, stripping spider. Did you, did you mean gender or agenda? Because, you know, it, it, it may be a little democratic. It may be a little uh, high of mind. Who knows, you know? But, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the agenda of a spider is not difficult to determine. I think that... <laughs> The gender of a spider is difficult to determine. Um, all right, so I'm going to rem- I'm going to mutter. Let's see who the who the Batman is and take the mask off uh, <laughs> off the, the the hooded figure. Just rip it off. Okay. Uh, as you rip it off, um, the creature continues to try and fight you. It is a humanoid. Appears to be uh, well at one point um, human male, and as you start to uh, rip it off. The air starts to coalesce around the head of the figure as if it's reacting to something coming off the skin. And the figure is now screaming and gnashing as whatever flesh remains on its head um, starts to pop and boil and melt it off. Just witch ki- it just witch king. Revealing... Right now it's revealing bones. But the mouth is starting to dislocate. The jaw is starting to dislocate a bit, as if being held in place by magic. But the teeth are getting... Um, I don't know if you've played WoW and Ixia's Cave. Mm-hmm. It's got the sharp kind of stalactite mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, pretty much uh, the teeth are starting to grow, and it's now trying to gnash at anything that it can get its... Get, that gets near it. I'm going to decapitate it. Well, it's in prime location. Just let me know, and I'll lean back. I'm okay with this. Okay. Um. By the way, uh, Thorn, are you wearing gloves? 
I am, yeah. Okay. Part of my set of leathers that I bought. You start to feel something popping in your hand, and it feels like the mass of cloth that you're holding is starting to deteriorate, and there's a strong smell of chemical. So, you uh, I don't know if you I want would, to... I'd, I'd probably tell Zenitar to make it quick. Okay. Because I think this is the only thing that's keeping him from, like, biting my arm off. All right. Zenitari. Do you wish to do an epic decapitation, or you just want to go full? I just want to do an aqua basic, considering I'm like three inches from his neck. I don't think it's going to be super hard, but we'll see. All right. What if you um, put some holy magic behind that? Let's just make sure that he doesn't regenerate. Okay. Yeah, you don't. This is not. This is not a roll thing. This is just a. Uh, if you wanted to have a. Yes. Um. I have s- some lovely smite undead powers, so I guess I would just like assume he's undead and just make sure that I'm using like any kind of holy stuff in my smite undead uh, scenario. Okay. Divinity powers to the wind. Okay. Um. By the way, <clears throat> when you do this, uh, in the last episode, you were having a little trouble reaching your deity. Still the same case. That uh, you feel the power. Welling within you, but there's not an associated uh, reach out to your deity. The head, when it drops off, the burning embers that are the eyes, uh, you notice that one is sort of the sickly green, one is a sickly purple, uh, starts to wink out. And the jaw just kind of, it's still held by some sort of force, but it just kind of grows slack as the thwack the head rolls off a little bit away from the body. Okay. I'm going to let go of the hood just to make sure there's no sustained damage to my gloves. Okay. You notice that there, just on the very absolute surface in a couple points, there's a little bit of discoloration. Nothing mm-hmm. is broken through, but it does look like um, something was going to try and get through to you. Okay. Might need to get these reinforced at some point. <laughs> Alright, um, cool. Yeah, I think the last thing I'd like to do is... Is he moving anymore? Um, aside from the bugs popping and stuff, yeah. at the moment it does not appear to be moving at all. Okay. Um, I'd like to search his body, please. Okay. Uh, um... Are you doing this with any care to potential acid, or...? Yeah, I'm going to perform a theory check. I'm going to treat it almost like a, a trap. Okay. Okay, so... That's uh, not great. 17. Okay. There's enough um, going on here, and especially now that you're hypersensitive to the fact that there is a chemical. You find what appears to be some sort of black powder canisters that are within the chest cavity. Mm-hmm. But these canisters are starting to rapidly disintegrate under the strain of all this acid. You have a feeling that there is a detonation imminent. With this okay. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to get off and I'm going to get the hell out of there. Um, probably pulling Zanatari along, who's close enough. And grabbing Cesar if I can. Mm, Just like sort of. Cesar, okay. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how close he is to the body. I I was like I know he caught up, but like, I was how standing close... at his head. 
pointing my oh, across. Oh, well, then, 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 okay, well, then, <laughs> definitely grabbing Cesar then, and, like, sort of throwing everyone backwards away from the body. <laughs> what are you doing? 24 versus your reflex. Thorn. I get hit. You get hit. Zenitari, 24 versus your reflex. Um, yeah, I get hit. Severely. Uh, 18, yeah, so, well, not Thorn? Thorn, how severely over, uh... 20, so 4 over 18. Okay. Cesar? 4 over, yeah. Uh, I have a 23 reflex. Okay. There is, indeed, as you're pulling away, um, Thorn has actually pretty good reflexes. He is in the process of trying to minimize damage and get out of town. As you're pulled probably about hmm, three, four feet from the body, it detonates. And there is a large shockwave uh, kind of blast that you feel, but it doesn't seem like you are taking fire damage. But instead, you are surrounded by what feels like the greatest cold of your life that you've ever experienced, aside from Thorn, who in the last episode... uh, had a really nasty time of when he came out from the uh, the void zone. This wave passes over you, and the cold with it. While you're doing that, um, everyone make a perception check. Natural one. Aye. Um, that'll be a twenty-six. My eyes have frozen. Okay. Um, Zinatari and Thorn, for a moment, you happen to be looking as you're kind of dealing with detonation and stuff. You've come to realize that there's something on the horizon, some sort of building, for the briefest moment, and then it's gone. So maybe it's kind of shock and awe, or maybe there's something there. Now... We have Cesar. <clears throat> Cesar, whatever flashed before your eyes appears to have been your life, or at least what you think it to be in some case. And you find yourself suddenly on the ground with the belief that you have seen your own death. What did it look like? Uh, look like you, kind of like you. It's <laughs> like you passed away because of, from old age, you <laughs> decrepit old man. I went to sleep. Yeah, grandpa, grandpa, wake up! It's sort of like you had the 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 wave. It's it's that kind of classic movie thing where um, there's you and it feels like you sort of stretched out instead of looking out into into your surroundings. You sort of looked in amongst yourself, or it forced you to look in amongst yourself, so you kind of, part of you separated off of from you, looked back, and saw yourself go, thud. Or <laughs> snapping back into place. <coughs> Start patting myself, make sure everything's fine, that I'm okay. Make sure I'm breathing. Check my pulse. <laughs> It's, it's okay, you haven't lost your wallet. It's right here. <laughs> now, normally I'd have you roll for a resist, but because it was a one, um, you were going... Resistance is futile. 
<laughs> you are going to take the wonderfully lucky amount of 13 damage. Okay. It's no argument. It's like, ah, my heart. Okay. okay. Um, Xanatari? Yep. If you have your holy uh, stuff already activated, I might make your roll for something, but you just kind of experience something, and it's not that great, but you appear to be alive and undamaged, and I think that right about now, those effects from the resurrection spell that you were suffering, I believe those have gone away now. Okay, excellent. What she experienced was like that second date in high school with a boy that she thought was really good, but really wasn't. It was just kind of boring. You know, in the color star, they're just like, you know, hmm, let me tell you a bit. So let me tell you about my experiences, and you're just like, you just had this distasteful, uh, uh. <laughs> what it's just the way that, just, just the way he says, it's like, you experience something sort of distasteful, and she's like, remembers an ex-boyfriend. She's like, ah, oh, why don't I even think of that? This is just say. Those people, the filler. Just say. And we've lacked a lot of filler of late. We have. Don't deny it. So it's there. It's coming back. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, Thorne, you had, what, a 26 on your perception there? Uh, I did, yes. You believe that for a moment your sense of perception was actually hyper-sensitive, above and beyond what your wolf thing is. Um, you believe you saw Fluffy. Okay, Way off in the distance. In the, dis- in the distance? In the distance, you saw something very quickly that looked like a spider. Poised in the top of the ziggurat, one leg raised in triumph. <laughs> raised by fists, just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, brother! <laughs> there, is, there, is something, there is something spiderish heading your way. Something spiderish heading my way. Something yes. Wicked. This way comes. comes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, the question cool. you should ask yourself is: Have I contracted out to Jim Henson's uh, creature shop or not? <laughs> um. Anybody want to check out the body now that it appears to have detonated? Is there a? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Is there a button? There's actually the entire body is still there, but it is now just a skeleton. Um, all of the remaining clothing has vanished. The magic that was keeping it obscured has also vanished, but um, it did not detonate with uh, apparently enough force to separate the bones and stuff, but there is a blast crater that has now been sunk down into. Hmm. Don't want to brave it? I'm sure it's tainted. Do yeah. you like me to roll, to roll an arcana Ain't love. Can I roll an arcana check? Sure. No. No! No, it's an eight. That sucks anyway. Well, um, you can definitely tell that there was... There was an explosion here recently. <laughs> there was, Imagine but the... there is something <laughs> magical in that pit with the body. Um, you get? What do you want to do, Cesar? Oh, sorry, Thorn. I, I'm going to go and check it out. I mean, it's it's still worthwhile to see whether there's any identifying features that may remain possibly under the body because, you know, the blast was upwards, not downwards. So, using my CSI skill of a 26, 
Um, I put on my glasses and I say, I guess this has been a danger zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Da, da. No. Um, <laughs> You've been wanting to sing that volleyball song all week, man. Oh, hold on. Let me just bring that up real no, quick. No, I'm pretty sure Ow. that we don't. No. Um. Semantic. <laughs> all right, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to the pit. I want to check out what might be remaining of the body. You know, the uh, when we say a pit, it's just like it's compacted into the ground. Like it's like the the the, the concussion of the force is kind of sort of like. They pushed it in, or like it, it divided. There's actually a crater that's probably about two feet deep. That's around the bottom. Okay, okay so I'll uh, I'll climb. I guess the the small ridge and and uh, first I'll look in and make sure that there isn't like any acid or anything from any remaining bugs. Okay. Um, before I jump in. Now, um, based on my Skype window, we have another person here, and I want to find out what he wants to do. So, Cesar. Well, um, assuming I can come to my wits again after witnessing something rather unnerving, um, maybe uh, sit up and uh, get to my feet. And uh, as uh, bef- right before Thorn started dragging us away and they were sort of poking at the, the body, I was remembering sort of where I had come from, and I want to look around to see if I can... Uh, you know, the that cold that was spreading out from that initial point, I want to see if I can see any signs of that sort of reaching us here or anything along those lines. The sort of, that that part of yes. things. Um, you do actually see that cold encroaching. It's not, you know, not like at a running speed up towards you, but okay. you see that it has uh, blended in with some of the void zones, those circular yeah. void zones. Um Almost to the point that it's they're one and the same. Okay. Do I see any signs of that that cold ghost thing or anything like that? No, but you're getting the feeling to see. You're getting the feeling that there's a great sense that you're not able to see right now. There's a lot of warping and stuff going on. Clearly, this is not a stable region by any regards. But if you stay here probably about another 20, 25 minutes, um, that line of force will reach you. Okay, so it's moving pretty slow, but it is approaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it is, um, cli- if it finds a tree or something, it is climbing up and um, covering sure. the tree. Are you still affected by that cold? Because didn't you have some sort of like a, a attack from those ghost people that was bothering you on your run, or did that go away? I'm assuming it's still there. It was where it was where it had touched me on my shoulder, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, shoulder, chest, and heart. Yep. Um, yep, that's still there. And now you've got this experience. So it it has it has been that great an afternoon for you. <sighs> Anything else that you would like to do as far as... Um, well, basically, you know, turn to the others and say, uh, uh, if you want to just take a look back uh, there where we came from, uh, while you guys ran ahead, ran ahead, I saw, you can see over there that sort of area spreading out. It's some sort of extreme cold. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's it seems to be... Sort of uh, growing slowly, but but it is it is headed our way. Just uh, a heads up, don't uh, don't dilly dally down in there, Thorn. He sort of calls over the edge of the crater. Okay, 
Uh, I'll I'll make sure I write. I don't think there's much left of it to to look at anyway. Um, the thing I am concerned with is that this creature was kind of lying across the uh, the threshold of one of the void zones. Mm-hmm. Has that that has the eruption or the, the explosion disrupted the void zone? It's actually there's now a mist and a fog sort of creeping down, as if flowing out of some sort of gap that this body. Um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? It's almost like this skeleton is wicking the void zone into this real, and I use air quotes, you know, the, the normal world. Mm-hmm, okay. So there's there's something coming from it, but it looks like these sort of fingers of um, wispy air. Every once in a while, though, it's like a hand that's got very sharp talons and is trying to grab or drag at the bones, but it's nothing's actually um, connecting physically. Mm-hmm. But okay. um, pretty malevolent looking. I've gone on there. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it quick. Then I'm going to search the body and continue my search from before it exploded. Okay, Santa, sorry. Uh, now that I know there is some kind of arcane magical object down there, I guess I'm going to kind of peer. Like over the edge of this while Thorn's searching and see if I can try to determine like where the location is of that and how, kind of where it's strongest. Okay. The bones appear to be carved. There seems to be uh, runic writing across um, any of the exposed surface of the bones. Mm-hmm. Both on what appears to be the out, uh, definitely on the outside. You think in some of the curves of the ribs, it might actually also be on the inside. There's also a black, small little bead that seems to be hanging from where the heart would be uh-huh. by some sort of thread or tendon or something that remains. But it's really difficult to see. But you think you see something just kind of moving. Moving? Well, just... Okay. As as the swing swinging so, through the oh. hang, you know, but it's yeah, it's not like hi, I'm a clock bell kind of <laughs> okay, okay, proper thing. Well, I guess I'm gonna try to go get that and just determine if it's really terribly evil and needs to be destroyed, or if it's something we can use. Okay. You could always ask me to get it on down there. Um, yes, Thorin. Uh, there's something I'm interested in in the chest. Can you check and see if that's trapped before I touch it? Okay. Sure. Before um, I get back to Thorn. Yep. Xanatari, any response or Thorn, any response to Caesar? Um probably give uh give Caesar a, a nod of acknowledgement. Um do we see like the is it like like frost or something that's creeping along the ground? Creeping along the ground and the woods where you came running out of um are now sort of just a single sheen of bluish white. Um, ice, mist, mist okay, uh, cool. frosted kind of thing. Uh, I'd probably have a look at, uh, I'd probably, like, notice the, the frost creeping along the ground at a, an accelerated pace and uh, not want to dally, especially cause, because the, uh, we're losing a lot of ground fast. Well, mm-hmm. um, the, the mist is creeping across into the, the pit. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to check that, make sure that... Um, I'm not anywhere near it before I, I do what Santari asked me to do. 
Okay. As far as traps, you find no further traps. There doesn't appear to be anything that is uh, so popping acid or exploding in your face. So it is clear. Episode, by the way, it's not going to be called popping acid. Okay. Um, Thorn, getting up close, you are able to definitely determine that uh, there is carving on all exposed surfaces of the bone, both inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Of like you know the rib cage and stuff, and you can read it. I can read it. You can read it if you if you focus directly on it, it all goes kind of crazy. But kind of like reading from my peripheral. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Uh. Ooh. Ah. Damn. Right. Because if I if I sever it. What's the possibility that the skeleton will crumble? It's the only thing remaining after an explosion. Um, need some help here. Um, I want to turn to to Eric and to or to Cesar and to Zanatari. I'll say uh, I can read the runes on the bones. Um, and I'd like to decipher what what they say, but at the same time, if I cut this bead away, Zanatari, I don't know what's going to happen to the skeleton. We may lose our chance. How, I mean, this is a skeleton. Why don't we just take it? Uh, are you confident that you know biology well enough to put it back together again? Well, um, it's all attached to each other, is it not? I mean, can't we just pick it up and take it with us? I don't know. Just, uh, Skeletons, I mean, still generally still stay together. That's true if they don't have any ligaments or I don't know what ligaments I mean, how or tendons. disintegrated is this. Very. Is this, an, is this a skeleton like from an anatomy class? Is it bolted together? <laughs> is it like together? bolted together? <laughs> <laughs> is it the skeleton, is, is the there rubber? Skeleton, the skeleton is still attached. There's no uh, ligaments or anything, but it's still attached. All right. Well, I'm it's putting my hand. I put my hand into its into its um into the, no into its in, no into the eye socket. It's like a bowling ball. I'm gonna drag Ooh. it out of the drag it out of the pit. So you're gonna use it as a puppet. <laughs> no, no, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll put my hands on the skull. I, like, pop the skull over the ridge, go, Hey, everybody! No! It's extra Thorn. Yeah. Um. 14 versus your will. Oh, yeah, you, you're not going to hit that. 24. Okay. You notice that as your hand starts to encroach in on the skeleton to get the heart, you're starting to get a greater sense of hatred for the party. It's almost like you're kind of like, hmm, with this hand, I could get a dagger, and I can hurt the rest of the party. But you realize that this is happening, so you don't actually go for your dagger. Well, you might, I, but who knows? I, I, believe, I believe that I know well enough that Zenitari can beat me down from our last foray into this territory, that I would be able to knock away any notion of trying to take down my party members. Because it's only going to end badly and I'm going to end up like this guy on the ground. Thorn, with such wisdom, 300 experience points. Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> By the way, uh, another thing that you could do, um, Xanatari, is you can get a nice box for it and you can have, have the skull go mecha like, mecha like a high, mecha high, ho. 
that, that's in the uh, the extra cuts. Deep Lord that's X's. that's the title of the episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> can you spell that? <laughs> I I think we can work it out. Google Google is our friend there. All right. All right. So um, realize that, and you have your grand realization. Out of the corner of your eye, it's almost like this writing is some villain's evil monologue about how it has to destroy the party. Okay. Um, it's, literally, read... it's literally like a tale of setting up so a I plot. S- of, so I stumbled, upon the, I stumbled upon the bad guy's diary. Dear diary. Day I'm 15. That smelly wolf man really annoys me. Essentially, essentially what, you, what you've encountered is the, the long monologue that a villain gives before it actually tries to kill James Bond but never actually gets to finish because James Bond has gone and killed the villain by that point. Um, so, I, so I stumbled upon his cue cards. Yes. His key, <laughs> his key cards made undead. Um... The rough, the rough thing that you can determine is this thing is meant to be a trap for you. Do you wish right. to plumb a little deeper into the? Yes, but not while staying in the pit. I'm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take some. Uh, being the risk taker that I am, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to sever the bead from the, um, I guess, from the sternum with my knife. Mm-hmm. After all that, I mean, I if it's a an internal monologue, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, you don't want to know the secret plans of our enemy. Well, we don't know what's gonna. All right, fine. I'm gonna drag it I out. Mean, I'm, gonna, not... I'm going to drag. I'm going to drag a skeleton with me as we go to the ziggurat and read his bones like a book. Oh man, I'm about three quarters way through this skeleton. It's really good. Like the plot is just excellent. Super hard Character to plot, develop. Oh. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You can you can throw it on the fire so that way you can read the Kindle. God. <laughs> it's terrible. It doesn't make any sense. Oh boy. <laughs> you can shove it in a corner. You can read it on the nook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it to be a very, very boning story. No! Uh, the, the, the plot was really bare bones. Fifty Shades of White. <laughs> You're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, it looks like I'm dragging a skeleton along so I can read these bones. Um, we might want to get... How, how fast is the blue-white wall of ice moving? Uh, probably for everything that you've done now, you've maybe got um, about 15 minutes before your, all your research and stuff. It was probably 20, 25 minutes. So it, it's not racing up on you, but um, in particular, it's not like there's only a line heading for you guys. But okay. the field is coming across. Okay, we need to... Well, let's make this fast then. Um, who's got some writing material or something? Are you going um, to make a rubbing? What are you asking for? From the bone. From the bones? Um, yeah, ooh. Hot. Cesar has uh, to the right one. Can you, um, alright, I'm going to read, I'm going to read the monologue, and, um, I'm basically just, like, dictate it to, to Cesar so we can maybe, like, 
I don't determine some points out of out of uh, what it says on the bones. I mean, if it's a monologue and it's his, he's usually his like big nefarious plan that he the, that he tells James Bond before killing him, but never gets to finish because James Bond like flicks a dime and like deflects the laser and kills the, the supervillain. Um, want to find out what's going on? So yeah, thanks, thanks, Scorpion. Do you want some cream with that? I've got some cream on sugar. Um, you want to get the drink? Never mind. Um, shut up. Um. Traffic. Oh, that's terrible. Um, okay, well, so I think Cesar would have a, like a shorthand, so he <laughs> should be able to, to transcript. That's to the write a transcript worst really blog quickly. ever, if that's what you're reading. Well, look, maybe the supervillain has ADHD. I don't know. Oh my god, there's a butterfly one time, and then the, there's traffic. Shut up. Shut up, Gandalf. You don't know me. <laughs> Caesar. Right, so, yeah. I'm in my Caesar's got his pencil poised on okay. his notepad, ready to write. All right. Um, Thorn. In essence, it appears to be uh, that this creature has been sent to dispatch the party, mm-hmm. especially anyone uh, that you have come in contact with of recent. Fluffy is mentioned as being part of the party. Mm-hmm. But there, there's an unnamed source, and it has been notified that you are a threat to whatever plans are going on. The creature was compelled to either attack you in secret and try to surprise you, or it's trying to lead you off into somewhere that you can't escape because you trapped the area quite heavily. But it mentions each of you by name. There are sections detailing um, Aldrock, Mithrin, Dex, previous members as well, being singled out for execution. Pretty much... What it says is to not only kill you, but it is supposed to use the Heartstone to annihilate the area that where it actually does the killing to make sure that you don't regenerate again. Regenerate again? That's... Doctor. Doctor. Um, there is a date mentioned. It is very much uh, in the future. Alright. Um, how far away is this date? Um, this date would actually probably be um, the equivalent of 25, 26 years. Okay. Note to self, 25, 26 years, something may happen. <laughs> Does it say what will happen in 25 to 26 years? Is that how long I'm going away to prison for, for all my crimes? No. Um, actually, it seems to be that there is a, a mention that potentially none of you exist by then, even if this creature fails. I don't know how I feel about this. Alright. Um, yeah, singularity. Okay. Um, that being said, and having read this all aloud so everyone else can hear it, Probably glance at both Zanatari and Thazel. 
And look at Zanatari. Should we cut the stone out from the chest then? Well, my theory is if he was going to destroy us with it, he would have when he blew up. So I would like to roll another arcane check and see, you know, if I can determine if this is inherently evil or if it just happens to be attached to an evil creature before we cut it, I suppose. Okay, go ahead. Nineteen. It is inherently evil. The entire thing is profane. The entire body is profane, but that is a singular source of pure just what the expletive. Can I uh, destroy it? Is it destroyable? If you destroy it, it may trigger the event because that's essentially what it's going to do, right? I don't know, Genie already blow up. Yeah, but maybe he like had to take it out of his chest and crush it. I mean, by by destroying it or destroy it in some fashion causes the magic to occur. Why don't you just eat it, Thorn? Why why did I yeah, okay. Sure. I'm I'm really just gonna reach into someone who's had maggots and other insects crawling or I don't eat things from people's bodies. Just, just like a pill. Just for safety. What? You eat it. <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> when, when, it, when it passes through, you can grind it and make coffee out of it. And sell it for a lot of money. Gross. Don't ruin coffee for us, Bauer. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Um... Results are unknown, Xanatari, um, but if you are going to destroy it, um, you get another opportunity, as if you had rolled a 20, a natural 20, and it can be all epic and stuff. Well, I... He's tempting you. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, like, it could blow up and take us all with it, so why don't you guys, like, step away? So in case it blows up, at least it just takes me out. Because you're... You're the, the cleric. You're the only one that's keeping any of us alive. That's not true, although I do need it's... to work on Scissor soon. Yeah, I'm uh I'm, I'm gonna Scissor I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm the I'm probably the most expendable and I have a lot of luck. I, I seem to Yeah, but you don't have any holy symbols or anything to try to I don't know. I'll be over here. <laughs> oh no, don't forget the guy walking away has actually got um uh, Bomb robots. Unexplosive robots. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um, can I like strap a holy symbol to your bomb robot or something? Like, <laughs> you create. By the way, where's Bert? Because I'm really concerned now. Yeah, where is Bert? Yeah, where is Bert? Because he led us here and everything. Where is Bert? Where's Bert? Sitting in a cafe somewhere in the tropics, just enjoying a holiday. Bert? Bert doesn't seem to be uh, right around your general. And we were following area. him, though. Did we not see? Well, you know, there was a whole bunch of excitement and stuff, and um, okay, you know, yeah, Bert for the explosion, but uh... chase sequence. You know that that sort of stuff happens. You want to make a reception check, or you want to stay focused on the evil? No, I, if things are of... going to blow up, I want to know where Bert is. Okay, go ahead and roll. For 
Looks like Bert wandered into um, the void zone that's nearby. And there's like this faint kind of shimmer and this um, spectral kind of green light just sort of floating okay. along. The, the classic Will of the Wisp. Uh, He's got a friend. He's got an chest. undead friend. I'm gonna, yeah. Well, okay. Troy. It's I'm... Bert and Troy. It seems to be coming closer. Bert or this Troy? Thing? No. Well, is this Bert, this Wespy thing, or is it something else? You don't know, but there's if you're looking if you're looking for Bert and you're looking for something floating in the air and you're looking for something that's a light, then well, there's something in the void zone near you, about twenty feet away, that appears to be coming towards you, looking like the marsh gas light version of a will o' the wisp. Right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just drop everything I'm doing and just run helter skelter toward this light. Bird. Okay. Crossing. Does anybody try to stop her? By the way. <sighs> yes. Oh god. No, knowing, <laughs> knowing, knowing You're what it's like. You're carrying a giant skeleton. How are you gonna stop me? Drop, uh, drop the skeleton. Smoking anyway. He's not going anywhere, he's a skeleton. Okay. Uh, no, 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 it's not she's gonna she, she's gonna be stubborn, I'm gonna let her go. You know, she can experience it for herself. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this out. let's try and uh, determine how to get rid of this or we'll take this stone away from the, the skeleton. Okay. Let me pause on YouTube for a moment and we will go to Xanatari. Xanatari, your reflexes are fine, and you go running into the zone. In the last episode, you encountered yourself as a Death Knight. I gave a rough, very vague impression of what this all looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, no pun intended, but I'd like you to flesh that detail out further, because that's what you look like now. Please go ahead and give yourself a good formal description of That's what I look with... like now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I didn't really cross over. I'm running toward Bert. Did you, did I cross into the zone like without myself? That's where he is. If you were running helter skelter, you ran into the zone because that's where this light was. All right. Um. Well, let's see. I would probably look like as you described. My leather is much more. Uh, my weapons and leather and and bits of metal and all that are all much much older, decayed. You know, slightly rusted and like beaten, battered. Um, I, my helmet is, you know, extremely scratched, all the rest of that. I would look, like, old and leathery, and, you know, parts of, uh, my skin, like, on my cheek and other places would be completely worn away, and you could see skull underneath it. Um, probably very frightening, dark, hooded eyes, um, you know, very thin, claw-like hands, just the whole unhappy. There was mention in the last episode that there was some sort of holy symbol viewed that was able to be seen because your existence had kind of claw marks across uh, that. What would you like the holy symbol to be in this form? Oh, man, I can't decide that on the fly. Considering I refuse to name the god, I can't really make a holy symbol for it. Okay. Entering into the zone, realizing that you look like this, it actually seems that this is quite the natural state for you. You remember at one time that you were breathing, you have a vague sense of 
what your name was, and then it comes flashing to mind, mm-hmm. or whatever passage for that, you are, or Xanatari. Looking back around as you're checking things, you notice that outside of the zone, there are two figures that are kind of cloaked and camouflaged, sort of the wispy outlines, but there is a perfectly visible human corpse. Okay. And there is writing all over the body, as if it's been tattooed on. And you realize that you've heard recently, well, for some reason you don't understand the recently part, but you've heard that there is a um, a shift of things. This thing has been sent to save the party, and the date involved, because your eyesight's quite a bit better in this form, is very much in the past, approximately 2,600 years ago. But the figure is dead and cooling. You do encounter, though, turning your gaze back, you do encounter uh, what you have come to understand to be Bert in all of its profane-looking glory. Okay. Uh, Have I reached Bert? Yes, you kind of stalk over and are able to, to find Bert. He's sort of dripping this um, purple and green light. Looks very sick. Kind of, there's kind of chips all over it. Uh, it does not attempt to run from you. Okay, I'm gonna take him, kind of chastising him as you know, where have you been, and try to put him in my pack. Okay. While doing this, you do notice that off on one of the horizons. There is a large ziggurat that you know should be there, but you haven't seen in a while. The You've got senses right now that are greater than what uh, Thorn has, and you can actually see the writing from here. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a, a warning and almost a, a pledge and solemn promise. As a paladin would have, you know, spoken... It's, it's a firm commitment that this thing is supposed to save the party. It has taken a vow to save the party. And I guess I have to ask at this point, because I'm undead, does that mean I am inherently evil and somehow turned from my purpose, or does it just mean that I am just aged greatly? Are you? I don't know. <laughs> you, you feel like Xanatari. Um, in that maybe you maybe there's the continued sense of indifference for your party mates <laughs> of late, but you don't suddenly have like a large body of knowledge of wiping out villages or anything else like that. It's just this is a state you have been in. Mm-hmm. This is a state that makes sense. You used to be called Xanatari. What you're called now is up to you, but just seeing this thing. Suddenly, this state change has brought all the memories that you had from outside the zone to you, but it's as if, you know, remembered from a really long time ago. Um, For those outside the circle, you see this uh, kind of semi-wavering shape, just like what the assassin looked like uh, when in the zone and outside of the zone. The interesting part 
is that uh, she's apparently found Bert and is heading back. Hmm. Um, well, we know it's Senatari because she ran into the zone. Um, she's indistinct. She is indistinct at this point in time. Okay. Um. Right. Um. Alright, well, there's not much we can do about it. So I guess she's just coming back to us. That's the safe assumption. Um. So, um. I guess we'll. What, what, what's our plan to take this bait off, off the, the skeleton? Because this could determine, um. Our actions next to Zenatari. How does it appear to be attached again? It's like a tendon. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, I could, uh, we could, I mean, even just something, you know, a simple physical, uh, sort of, uh, you know, remotely triggered, uh, you know, something to sever it, uh, you know, set up something. A knife or uh, something to you know sort of pull or or uh, uh, you know trigger from afar with a, a string or something like that. It doesn't even have to be very complicated to at least sever it and uh, mm-hmm. and see where it goes from there. Okay. Well, I guess we we uh, call back out to Zanatari to uh, to rush up or to to hurry up so we can uh, rig this up and and remove the bead. Oh, surprise! Oh. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Great Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at Genesee.com. And join us for our worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. If you're new to the chat room, please hit subscribe. And we are here every Friday at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. Uh, so join us next week as we continue.